Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Gerard at Large. I am your in-the-dark host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter. Also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. Yes, we do. All right, folks. We have a couple open segments this hour, taking your calls at 606-6762. This segment brought to us by Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis. He says, the city is experiencing a renaissance. Manchester is on the move. And he's come up with a 12-point plan to move the city forward, harnessing the new energy. Learn more about the plan at tedgatsis.com slash plan. That's tedgatsis.com slash plan. It's got a little something for everybody looking for a growing economy responsible energy solutions, investing and improving our parks and public spaces, ending the practice of taxpayer-funded health and dental insurance benefits for part-time elected officials, clearing up the conflict of interest issues in the city charter, expanding public transportation, better schools and smaller class sizes, modernizing trash collection, paving the future, safer streets and neighborhoods, tackling the opioid epidemic, Taxes and spending, it's all there in the Gatsis plan. TedGatsis.com slash plan. All right. So I want to uh, address this letter, this investigation of yours truly. I am surprised that there were enough votes See, there actually weren't enough votes without me to release the investigation findings. Now, you might recall that when the question of being investigated arose at the board, I abstained, citing a uh, conflict of interest on the matter with the city charter. Now, truth be told, if I had voted for it, I would have voted for the investigation because I did absolutely nothing wrong. But... Per the charter, I abstained because it was a matter in which I had a personal interest. And I admit I have a personal interest in the release of this report because this report clears me of the ridiculous, politically motivated, baseless charges that were made against me by Ward 11's Kate DeRozier. So when I was presented with the clerk, because the clerk called me to poll me, and I said, you know what, I'm not sure whether or not I should vote on this because I believe there's a potential conflict of interest, but why don't you call me once everybody else has voted, and I will decide at that point in time. Well, she called. It was a tie. And I have to tell you, I was annoyed in the first instance that I had to ask for a poll of the board to release the letter, to release the findings. Because as the subject of the investigation, I would have thought that my demand it be released would have been enough. But apparently it was not. So in as much as my demand was not going to be met, in as much as my, uh, posi- my, my position as the one subject to the investigation uh, did not somehow for some reason entitle me to have the results released... I decided I would vote 
in favor of releasing the report, because if I didn't, the motion to release it would have failed on a tie vote. And you all who follow this will recall that I disagreed vehemently with the district's attorneys on whether or not the Tessier report should be released because the right to know law in the state is pretty damn clear. Board elected officials do not have the right to withhold information from the public that they believe may negatively impact their reputation. And make no mistake about it, Nancy Tessier voted to keep it secret, as did her compatriots on the board, because it clearly showed in detail the laws, policies, and charter provisions that she violated. And it explained what the legal remedies for those violations were. I don't believe that's allowed, and our good friend Ed Nail, chairman of the Coalition of New Hampshire Taxpayers, brought me New Hampshire Supreme Court precedents that created a test for the court to abide by, and therefore every governing body to abide by, when it came to the invocation of attorney-client privilege. And that is simply this. Does the public's right to know outweigh the perceived benefits of the public body keeping it secret? Well, in my opinion, when it comes to the actions of an elected official, the public's right to know always outweighs whatever the perceived benefits are, because those perceived benefits will always be seen as the interest, uh, uh, the interest of the individual member, elected official, that is subject to the investigation, if not the body itself. Sorry, you're not entitled as a public figure to a uh, uh, to, to keep secret those things that may harm your reputation, and you sure as hell should be entitled to force the release of investigations that clear you when you're falsely accused. I remember, I forget the issue, but I remember this happened to John Liskars. They had their lawyers look into something that he did. I think it was um, over email, you know, because he was sending email, you know, as a school board member, and they were potentially outraged that this could be representing the whole. They launched an investigation. The attorney came back and said nothing to see here, and they voted to release. They refused to release the report. I don't think they can do that. So I said, "All right, I'll break the tie. We'll release the report. It's available at GerardAtLarge.com. With this news read, you can read it." What did the report say? Did committee member Gerard violate RSA 570A colon 2 class B felony for willfully recording the non-public session without consent? This was one of the questions that DeRozier demanded be answered. On the night of September 11th, 2017, committee member Gerard was asked to take the minutes of a non-public session due to the clerk's uh, during the current clerk's absence. On that night, he placed his cell phone on the top shelf in front of his seat and used the record function to record the entire non-public session. Committee member Gerard did not notify the other members of the BOSC that he was using his cell phone to record the meeting. The phone, while thin and inconspicuous, was in plain sight. Committee member Gerard asserts that he used the phone. Uh, that he used his phone to record the meeting so that he could prepare accurate minutes. There is no evidence that the minutes were used for any other purpose. RSA 572, uh, 570A colon 2, part 1, provides in pertinent part that a person guilty of a, is guilty of a Class B felony if that person willfully intercepts oral communications. 
The term oral communication is defined as, quote, verbal communication uttered by a person who has a reasonable expectation that the communication is not subject to interception under circumstances justifying such exception. Further, courts have interpreted the term willfully as requiring the intentional or reckless disregard for the lawfulness of the recording. In other words, a person has not violated the wiretapping statute if he has, quote, a good faith belief that his conduct was lawful. In this case, committee member Gerard placed his cell phone in plain view for the sole purpose of preparing the non-public minutes. At the time, committee member Gerard had a good faith belief that he was not violating the law and was recording the meeting to aid the BOSC and the production of more accurate meeting minutes. While one could argue whether the circumstances with the phone in plain view warranted a reasonable expectation that the communication was not subject to interception, there does not appear to be the requisite mental state parenthetically intentional or reckless disregard associated with committee member Gerard's recording of the meeting. Similarly, committee member Gerard stated that he immediately provided the recording to the clerk and deleted the record from his cell phone. There is no evidence that committee member Gerard further disclosed the recording or engaged in any other use that would constitute a willful violation of the RSA. Did committee member Gerard violate RSA 572 uh, uh, a colon two one a misdemeanor for knowingly recording the non-public meeting without consent. The law provides in pertinent part that the person is guilty of a misdemeanor. If that person knowingly intercepts oral communications, the term oral communication is defined as quote verbal communications uttered by a person who has a reasonable expectation that communication is not subject to interception under circumstances justifying such exception. Unfortunately, the courts have not interpreted the term knowingly in the context of this statute. The state legislature intended a different standard when it decided to use the term knowingly rather than willfully. In the, in the law, knowingly means a person is aware that they are engaging in, a crim, in criminal conduct. However, and while one could argue whether or not the circumstances with the phone in plain view warranted a reasonable expectation that the communication was not subject to interception, there does not appear to be the requisite mental state of knowingly associated uh, 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 mental state of knowingly associated with committee member Gerard's recording of the meeting. Specifically, committee member Gerard did not believe he was violating the law by recording the discussions. His claim is supported by the fact that he placed the phone on the shelf where persons in the room could see it. If only it only seems logical that if committee member Gerard intended to tape the meeting, knowing that it was unlawful, he would have kept the phone out of plain view. Additionally, there is no. Yeah. And I wouldn't have told the clerk, by the way, that I recorded the meeting so she could do the minutes. Duh. Additionally, there is no evidence that the requisite mental state of knowingly was presented was present to support a finding that committee member Gerard violated the wiretapping statute. While it is understandable that persons who did not see the phone would believe they never consented to the recording. There is no evidence that committee member Gerard recorded the meeting with any awareness that he was uh, doing uh, what he was doing violated the law. I would go on to say that um, non-public meetings are routinely uh, recorded in a variety of jurisdictions. And to be perfectly honest with you, I had no idea one way or the other whether or not Manchester recorded its non-public sessions. But that's neither here nor there. Did Mr. Gerard violate 91A by making a recording of the non-public session? Committee member Gerard was acting in an official capacity as a member of the BOSC when he recorded the non-public session. There is no prohibition in 91A regarding the the recording of non-public sessions further. And since the recording was given to the clerk of the board, uh, to the degree it represents a governmental record of the board, it is being stored in an appropriate location. RSA 91A4 
Uh, lastly, there is no evidence that the contents of the recording were shared in a manner that would violate 91A. Duh. So someone asks you to clerk a meeting, you record the meeting, and then you're accused of wiretapping. Uh, are we gonna Are we gonna check to see whether or not non-public sessions are uh, uh, only recorded with the consent of those in the non-public session? It doesn't work that way. So here it is. We spent money for the lawyer to put in writing what he told committee member Beaudry, not once, but twice. And committee member Beaudry, the vice chairman of the board, shared with the board. Now, I want to say this about the people who voted to withhold the information from the public. There are some who will say, oh, well, they're just being consistent because they voted to withhold the, inf- the, the findings of the investigation into Nancy Tessier from the public. Well, on one level, that's consistent. The problem is that one of the investigations found significant evidence of wrongdoing, violations of multiple laws, board policies, and charter provisions. And so... Voting to withhold that information protected the reputation of the person who violated the law. In this case, Nancy Tessier. In the case involving me, attempting to block the information damages my reputation. Because the information that clears me of any alleged wrongdoing gets withheld from the public. So the person that Sarah Ambrosi, Leslie Want, Dan Bergeron, Erica Connors, Kate DeRozier, and Connie Van Houten likes or like get protected by their vote to block the release of information. Meanwhile, Those same people voting to block the information that exonerates me allows them to stick a thumb in the eye of the person that they don't like. We do have to give credit to committee member Avard for honoring the demand that I made that the information be released. Because he did the right thing in allowing a person who was the subject of the investigation to have those findings be released. Had John not switched his vote, because he voted to deep six, he voted to receive and file Nancy Tessier's issue, then it wouldn't have been released. And you know what? To be perfectly honest with you, I'd be fine with it not being released because it further reveals these people for who they are and what they do. And I can still publish the fact that it was uh, uh, done, that I was exonerated. I just wouldn't have been able to read the specifics to you like I just did. But if you believe for a minute that the people who voted to block this from being released were doing so, were, were, were doing it to be consistent... Yeah, I, I, I got a pedestrian bridge that hasn't been built to sell you. But I will say this. 
now that the board has voted to release this information, there will be pressure on them to release the test your information. And we'll find out what they're made of when that vote comes around or somebody files a right to no request or something else after the election. Folks, if people will not be honest with the public about the conduct of their fellow elected officials or their own behavior, what will they be honest with you about? This is Gerard at large. 